Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, isn't it? Always good to come together, as has been spoke about this morning, in unity and just give God praise and glory to His name. Glory to the name of the Lord. God is good. And all the time? Amen. Never a truer statement. I don't remember exactly how that got started around here why but there's never a truer statement than that right there that, that we say there god is good all the time this morning uh directing our attentions to uh our scripture this morning uh first corinthians chapter 6 i'm going to read uh, verse 19 and 20 for our opening text and it kind of goes along with uh maybe i felt like uh, the uh, Pentecost Sunday here that we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, the, the spoke of on Pentecost, uh, I feel like it kind of goes in line with that a, a little bit, kind of like maybe, I don't know if a part two if it could be or something, uh, is what it kind of was feeling like. But I definitely feel like that uh, what the Lord has laid on my heart, uh, what was dealing with me. Uh, I just couldn't let it go. I tried. <laughs> I tried to th- uh, to uh, uh, search elsewhere, you know, search other scripture and go uh, go elsewhere, but it kept coming back, kept coming back. So with the Lord's help, uh, we're, uh, th- we're going to get through. Uh, we are going to get through. I know I can do it with his help. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, be- uh, beginning 19 there. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. And 20 says, For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. How many know it was the blood of Jesus that was paid the price? for us that's what we're about and we are his chosen people to this day for what he did all them years ago let us pray lord jesus we come to you this day i thank you for the service so far and lord now as your word goes forth lord i humble myself to you to be your vessel as you see fit i give you praise and glory in jesus name let the church say amen amen praise the lord praise the lord this morning, uh, as I welcome everyone who's watching by live stream, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you would truly be blessed to hear the word of the Lord from Christ Family Church this morning. Welcome you, but I want to speak on, if I could, for a few, mo- few moments, the works of the Holy Spirit. Works of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Ghost in your in, dwelling in you this morning that is something that i cannot stress enough that is so important and so vital in the christian walk it's not religion all all the different churches that you that you may go past that all carry different names that's not what's important what is important is that you have the holy spirit that holy ghost living and dwelling in you that will guide you and direct you and cause you to follow after Jesus because that, in, in, in fact, is who it is dwelling in you, is Jesus, that helper that is called by his name. We, we cannot do it in and of ourselves. We have to have that indwelling. It is so vital and so very important. And I feel like sometimes, uh, even though uh, we do uh, uh, speak on it 
uh, quite a bit here and mention it, but sometimes I wonder if we mention it enough, if we stress the importance of the Holy Spirit enough. And so that's what I want to talk on a little bit this morning and, and uh, discuss some things with you. Number one about the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. The purpose for this is to give strength to our inner man after our conversion with Jesus. We can't do it our own. We need help. We cannot live a supernatural life here in the flesh without help of a supernatural power that's not of this earth. And that's what the Holy Ghost is. It's not of this earth. It's not of this earth. It is a supernatural power come from God. And that we need that. Ephesians 3 and 16 talks about the help and the strength that it gives you. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we're, uh, we're considered like babes in Christ. You know how a baby is once they first, uh, first are born. They, they're given formula for, uh, for a year or the, uh, the mother's milk for a year. You know, but they don't stay on that. They, and they begin to speak in the baby talk and baby language. It's always a question, what's going to be their first word that a baby says? But they grow up. When uh, our girls were babies, uh, they had their first words and, and, and spoke. But if they were to come to me today and go, da-da, da-da, I'd be a little concerned. Because <laughs> especially for Chloe. She's 19 now. She, she's no longer a baby. You know what I mean? She's, and she's no longer of, of that nature. She has grown up. She knows the language. She's uh, fluent in the language and understand it, can comprehend it. And likewise, that's with us with the Holy Ghost. We are to grow in that. When that in spirit is dwelled in us, dwelling in us, that like a scripture says, through his might, the spirit of the inner man will strengthen us and grow us. It will guide you and direct you. It's like that uh, the milk that, that you need as a babe in Christ to grow in the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So we need that, that Holy Spirit to dwell in us. That is a work of the Holy Spirit. It will help us grow. Number two, it's very important. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us. Sanctify means to set apart, to declare holy, concentrate, consecrate, which frees from sin. It purifies. It's like a purification process. That Holy Spirit dwelling in us is a purification. In Romans 15, 14, and 16, Paul's explaining his purpose for writing to the church and saying, Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Praise the Lord. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles ministering the gospel of God that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So that lets us know in one passage right there that this, the Holy Spirit sanctifies us, it purifies us, it makes it to where we can uh, 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 allow that dwelling with Jesus because our flesh in itself cannot allow that dwelling to take place because we were born in sin, that we had sin in us. And once we come to Jesus and we allow him to dwell in us, that sanctification process that takes place clears, that, clears out our heart to where we can invite him in. In 2 Thessalonians, 2 and 13, 
But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning, that's powerful, from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. That let us know once again that sanctification is by the Spirit. Glory to the name of the Lord. Moving on to number three, the Holy Spirit produces a good fruit in us. Paul described these good fruits in Galatians 5, 22 through uh, 25. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Is there anyone that thinks and feels like that you can just own in your own flesh without Christ do all kind of good works and be kind and be generous and be nice? There are some people that have some good demeanors about them, but the Scripture tells us that our heart is evil and that we need Jesus in order to, to have these fruits of the Spirit like Paul was talking about. And those are, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So with that Holy Spirit indwelling in us, guiding us, directing us, we're going to walk in that Spirit, and it's, it's going to guide and direct us as we walk in the Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, in th- today's time, this, uh, this month happens to be uh, Pride Month uh, around the nation. And a matter of fact, it's worldwide. There is a, a World Pride event that's about to take place in New York. And I found out recently uh, at my, where I work, the company that worked for them, it's, um, they got, Conway got bought out by a company called XPO. Uh, and it come from overseas. It, I think it was France somewhere. It doesn't slip my mind. But it was a, you know, a different country. It wasn't here in America. But I recently found out they are a supporter, a sponsor of the World Pride. You know, and that, and that Doug, when we found that out, we had a, a meeting, we, a lot of drivers found that out, and, and it was not very well received, but we were letting on, you know, keep your comments to yourself, this is what the company's doing. But this Pride Month, uh, the, a lot of events going on right now, through all different cities. Nashville's got one. As a matter of fact, it's this weekend. They had uh, yesterday they had uh, a parade, and today different events. Um, I know the weather kind of hampered some of that. It uh, tore up some, some tents and things that, uh, that I noticed. And we know as Christians that that's against God. And we know that, uh, that unless that, uh, as, that the people who participate in that and they think that that's okay lifestyle judgment will come one day but that judgment is not right now we're we're not yet at that point but this pride event things that are taking place uh we as christians are being so bombarded with it put in our face daily with commercials with so many i mentioned my own company that i work for which is just a lto company i don't really know what sponsorship they really care desire to have for that they haul we haul freight whatever you go pick up the store it's been hauled on a truck maybe by us you know i mean you know it's all we that's what we do it's really simple (laughs) but they choose to sponsor that and it's not only them there's many different sponsors and a lot of times we as christians 
I know you, you feel like you have no kind of recourse. Or you, it upsets you as a Christian. It kind of gets you mad, uh, stirs within you that uh, maybe it's, uh, the, something that you spend your money, money for, like you go to a particular store that you shop there, and then you find out that they support something like that. And it's all about inclusion. You know, it used to be a day, and I've heard many say this, well, I don't care about um, the lifestyles that many people live because uh, as long as they do it behind their closed doors and it don't affect me and don't bother me, uh, then that's fine. It, you know, it's not affecting me. But it's creeping in more and more as the generations go by. And it's creeping in the church. And it is so dangerous when it creeps in the church and the churches begin to change their message and they begin this inclusion and acceptance themselves. Because even though we are not in the day of the Old Testament, uh, it's still against God. It's still against His authority and His, and His plan. It's not of His will. We all we always go back and think to Sodom and Gomorrah about how the fire and brimstone he, he destroyed those cities and Lot and, and uh, his wife and, and daughters were saved and his wife turned around and Scripture says she became a pillar of salt. But as you read it back in the Scripture, uh, it it was because. The two angels of the Lord came, and uh, uh, remember God telling Abraham, uh, the Lord said, I, I'm going to tell Abraham what I'm going to do in Sodom and Gomorrah because have I not promised Abraham that out of him I'm going to create many nations. He's going to be of a great nation having many people. So he told Abraham this, told him what he was going to do, and Abraham began to ask him, you know, uh, if, if for 50 would you destroy, and if for 45 would you destroy, and he got down to 10 would you and destroying and the Lord said no I will not for the sake of that many but as those two went there when they went to the uh, were going into the uh, town and Lot came out recognized them and begged them to come in and at first they said no we will stay stay out in a public square and I and as you read on and it talks about that they finally went in with Lot to his house and he cared for them and fed them that the people young and old came, surrounded his house, uh, forcefully saying, let the men come out so that we can know them carnally, which is basically to have sex with them, to be with them. Men, boys, young and old is what the Scripture says. And that was why the very reason why the, that the, those angels were there. And they had to get Lot and his family out. And we know that was, that God was God's punishment for that time and that day in the Old Testament. But we're not under that now. Jesus had come that we may have life, have it more abundantly. He did not come into this world that those who, who sin against him will just be killed like they were back in the Old Testament. But we have a pastor in uh, Knoxville that I heard that I heard about, and you may have heard about it too. It was it was on the news how he spoke uh, in a, in a message of his, and he happens to be a detective as well. He spoke in his message that that li- those who choose to lo- to live that lifestyle that the laws of this land should be where they're put to death. They should be killed and put to death because of living that lifestyle. And I'm here to tell you that that is not of Jesus. That is not what Jesus wants. We may know that that is sin and it's wrong, but it's no different than the sin that I committed when I was away from God. Hallelujah. 
That is no different than the sin that I committed when I was away from the Lord. So if that be true, if what this pastor is telling the congregation and the people and going out, if that be true, then not only are all the, uh, the gays, lesbians, bisexuals, transgenders, all of that stuff that is put in our face, all of that stuff that's against God, all of that thinking and that mindset and all that inclusion, then, we, then I myself has got to be put to death if I'm in the if I'm in that sin myself, if I'm in the sin and I haven't received Jesus and accepted him, then I should be put to death too. Because, But Jesus did not come that we should die. He, he come that we should have life. He come that he... He, that he would save those people. And that is as Christians is what we are to do. That work of the Spirit indwelling us, that Jesus dwelling, giving us strength in us, is going to give us the fruits that we, that we speak on here in, in Galatians. The, the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness. We have to have that because, see, our own nature and our flesh, just like a pastor, I know that he don't like it. And I know that he wants that he uh, uh, want to uh, rebuke it, but that we can't go as far as talking hate speech because all that will do is cause the community to attack God's church all the much more. And I'm not talking about this church here. The Lord's church as a whole, His kingdom is more important. We need to be kingdom-minded and focused in Jesus. We need to be loving in Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. This thing that is, that is attacking our nation, I know it seems uh, like it's probably like the, uh, one thing that's put out there uh, with the uh, lesbian and homosexuality. I, I realize that. Uh, but sin is sin, and we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But there's one other aspect I want to talk about just come out this week. Everybody knows probably who Taylor Swift is. Um, she's very popular now. She's been on the music scene for years. I don't know exactly how long. But uh, she was relatively quiet politically and all for, the, for a while up until she got really big. And now, But now she had a song come out just this week, and it's called You Need to Calm Down. And basically this song is against the Christians. It's, a grant, it's against the church, telling the church to calm down because she's for that movement. She is for uh, all, of the, all, all of that lifestyle that we are against. And she's telling us to calm down. She's telling the church to calm down, don't worry about it. Uh, there's even a part of her song that says, we, are, we know now that we all have crowns. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know the commentary behind that or what the lyrics there she's trying to represent mean. But I surely hope it's she's not trying to t say in her song that everybody on God's green earth has a crown, no matter your lifestyle, no matter how you're living, because that's not true. You only have a crown if you have received Jesus and you've accepted him, acknowledged your sin, and asked his forgiveness and, and fulfilled his plan of salvation that he has set forth. That, that is the way. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, Paul... Uh, talked about this, I believe it was in uh, the, the Corinthians. He was talking to, talking to the people, some, some of, the, uh, of the church people there were thinking, seemed like that there's, they felt comfortable in their spirit walk, which meant that they could uh, sin, against their sin against their body. And that's what our opening text was referring to. Nor do you not know, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? 
Who is in you? Who is in you? Whom have you from God? And you are not your own. Don't sin against your body is what Paul was trying to say. It's, it's more than just spiritual. You can't go out sinning against your body uh, Monday through Saturday and come to church on Sunday, get spiritual again, and think that everything's all right. It seems like that's with a lot of uh, church organizations that that's kind of becoming a norm is an inclusion, like do what you want to do, do what feels good to you, and we're going to accept you with open arms and come in here, and we won't speak on these things that's against, uh, against the Word of God. We won't make you feel uncomfortable comfortable in your lifestyle but you can you can sin against your body but your spirit's all right don't worry about your spirit because you're going you're still going to have your crown one day in glory well i'm here to tell you that is a lie from the pit of hell it is not true glory to the name of the word the Word of God is true. It will stand. You know, a lot of people may want to call it old-fashioned. A lot of people will say, you got to change with the time. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it, it doesn't matter about what's going on up here in our minds and our thinking, what we want to try to control, what makes us feel good. This right here in our mind and our brains can change. And churches can change if they want to. But all the churches that change and they don't adhere to the Word of God and speak the whole counsel of God and counsel God's people, they're going, to have, they're going to have some more things to talk to Jesus about, and I don't want to be a part of that. I want to love everybody. I want to love all those that's going to participate in all these events that's against my Jesus. I know he don't, that he's not for it, so that makes me not for it, and I want his spirit to continue to dwell in me, but I'm going to love them. I'm not going to condemn them to hell. I'm not going to say they need to die, because I thank the Lord I didn't die in my sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! That's what I'm going to pray. Lord God, please don't let them die in their sin. Let them, Lord, have the opportunity. Their minds, uh, the scripture says that the Lord allowed their mind to, to be a debased mind, a pro, uh, probate mind. Uh, they're basically thinking things that are un, unnatural, untrue, or un. Uh, not law, not lawful to do, but the Lord allowed allowed it to go on and happen because they they do it continually so much and so much and on. They continue just to go walk farther and farther away from Him. It's almost like God says, "Fine, you're getting to a point where uh, uh, you're you're in danger of not coming back. Don't be in danger of not coming back. When someone when when you try to help someone and they reject you, don't push them. Don't don't push them away. Re- recognize that, but st- try to love them to an extent where you just let them know, I, I love you in the I love you in the name of the Lord. I want to. I want to help you, God. If you ever need anything, let me know. Don't push them away anymore. But the but there's a danger there that they may walk too far away from God. Their minds have been turned over to believe lies. They've turned. They've turned their mind away from the truth of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise offering this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to the name of the Lord. I know that I know this morning that we are faced with so many things in this nation now about accepting this lifestyle, but we cannot accept it. We have to always speak against it, and we have to but always show that love and let that fruit of the spirit come out in us. Uh, you can see video, you can see YouTube videos all the time of preachers or. or uh, People who uh, claim to be uh, Jesus filled, they want to go Holy Ghost filled, they want to go out and proclaim the name of the Lord, but they do it with the wrong spirit. They do it with an anger spirit. They do it with a fashion just like telling people they're going to go to hell. Well, that's the quickest way to push somebody back 
they they you know they're gonna say they'll say, well, I'll see you in hell. I'll be I'll be there with you. We we got to be careful not to do that. We get we have got to promote the spirit of love to everybody, and if it's rejected, we just uh, what does the scripture say? Wipe the dust of our feet and, and walk on. But we still love them in the Lord. If 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 they're going to reject us, if they're going to curse us, if they're going to uh, even even uh, go violent against us, because we all know is that not the case? Seem like anymore things are turning more violent. Used to you could have a disagreement in this country, but it was still recognized. I, re- I respect your opinion. You might respect mine. But it's, anymore, it's not only do I not respect your opinion, but I'm going to try to shut you down. I'm going to try to close out that opinion. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the social uh, devices we have today, if it goes against what the na- mainstream national view is, they'll shut you down. They'll pull content off of you. They want to hush you up. They don't want the name of the Lord going forth. They want to close it down. They don't want what will help people. They don't want what will cure people, hearing the name of Jesus, hearing his word, knowing all of that, they don't want it put forth. They don't want it explained or talked about, so they'll shut you down in a heartbeat. Glory to the name of the Lord. The uh, One other thing I want to talk about, the work of the Spirit, is the Holy Spirit fills believers. The word fill means to become full when filling something like a glass of water, that, ocup- that water occupies the space that in that glass. Now I had said I got me some water here this morning just to do a little a little diagram to show about the water. Praise the Lord. Maybe everybody can see if I put it right here. Now as I pour this water in this glass, let me before I do that, let me just the glass is the glass is empty here. You might call it void. There's nothing there's nothing in there. I poured a little drop, there it goes. It's now void. <laughs> there's, there's nothing in here. It's empty. It's just an empty vessel. It's uh, kind of like us maybe before the Holy Ghost. You know, it's empty. The Holy, the Holy Ghost ain't in us. It's the, we're, we're just void, and, the, and there's just nothing to occupy our space. And, you know, <laughs> there's a danger there. If you imagine this as a soul, that there's no, that there's no spirit of Jesus in here. There's a danger here that what could fill the space. Hallelujah. There's a danger here. What could, what could consume this, especially in our day and time with the false teachings that's going out, even from churches to people. There's a danger what could fill this space of lies and things that could cause the, the soul that may be in here to go to a hell and not receive the reward that was meant for them. But, it, but if we it can, uh, through the spirit of love, is share with somebody and begin, they receive that Holy Ghost, that filling, and begin to fill them up. Begin to add just water just pours in here. It, it changes from being an empty vessel to being full of water. And that Holy Ghost will just fill you all the way up, being filled with the Holy Ghost to where it's overflowing. The Lord wants to give you all of that Holy Ghost to just overfill you, to completely consume you to where it's overflowing. It's taking control of your whole vessel, your whole body. It's, it, the water becomes, it's an overwhelming presence now. That water is an overwhelming presence in there. That soul is no longer in danger. Our soul is no longer in danger when we're filled with the Holy Ghost. When that Holy Ghost is indwelling us, it fills us up that nothing else can stand in their way. Nothing else can, can come against us. We have the Holy Ghost. Woo! Glory! Woo, hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Glory to the name of the Lord. Peter said in Ephesians, 
And do not be drunk with wine, which is dispensation, which is excess. And we know that's what happens when you drink wine or alcohol. You get excess of it. You get consumed with that. But be filled with the Spirit. That's Ephesians 5 and 18. I don't know if I said that. Be filled with the Spirit. So we need to be filled with the Spirit. Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And we recognize that from the day of Pentecost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And later on in Acts 4 and 31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God in boldness. Now this is referring to Peter and John having already been filled on the day of Pentecost. This was a refilling, if you will, uh, of the Holy Ghost. They were refilled. They wanted boldness because, if you recall, they needed boldness because the Sanhedrin that was made up of the uh, the priests and elders of the day, the Romans didn't want to take necessarily part in uh, all of the uh, civil and religious uh, problems they had, so they had the Sanhedrin that would take part of that. And the Sanhedrin told uh, Peter and John, do not speak in the name of Jesus. Do not, do not go out and preach his name because what had happened prior to that that caused them to tell him this sternly was when... Peter healed the lame man, this 40-year-old man that was lame from his mother's room. Y'all remember that that story? Well, uh, that's what they told him. They, were, they did not want this name spoken anymore. So even and Peter and John were already filled with the Holy Ghost, but they got refilled, and they wanted that boldness even more because they told him whether it was right in, in the sight of God to listen to you or God, you be the judge, but I'm going to speak what the Word says. They wanted that boldness to continue to go on, and it was given to them. They spoke. As the scripture said, they spoke the word in, of God with boldness. That feeling of the Holy Ghost being filled so mightily in your life, consuming you all the way up, that'll give you the boldness when the time comes. That'll give you the strength every bit that you need when the time comes the, uh, for the situation at hand. That Holy Ghost will carry you through every walk of your life. It is so very important. Pastor, if you want to make your way back on up. Peter and John haven't already been filled. They were refilled. I submit to you this morning, church, that we may have been filled at one time, but there's nothing wrong with getting a refilling of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing wrong with having that overflowing out of us again. There's still a work to be done in God's kingdom. There's much to be done, and and we need to be about our Father's business. He will give us everything that we need. It is so vitally important this morning to have that Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us, directing us, guiding our life. It's. I feel like even, I don't know when the Lord's coming, nobody does. But I know just based on my short time in, in, on this earth that I have, I've seen things transpire and take place and events change. Because when I was younger, you know, you hear it, I was raised up in church, you hear the elders of the church speak on the Lord's coming again, the Lord's coming again. And you hear it, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you're thinking, I don't see this. I don't really see that the Lord coming. because You know, what, what are the signs of the time? Then they saw signs back generations ago, and I'm seeing signs now. because I'm And I'm definitely trying more. I'm trying to let the Spirit direct me. Lord, show me. I want to see what's coming, what's coming down the pike, what's coming to pass. And the more that generations pass, the more that times go by, I can see how God is moving. Change. Sure, we're in a prosperity time in this nation. 
but we're also in a spiritual uh, time that I don't really see a great revival awakening happening right now. I, I, I know that the Lord has still got more to call, but I, I see a bigger push against God, it seems like. It's like a bigger push against what His will is and what His desire is. And I, and I see that and I feel that, but that's why this Holy Ghost is so important and so vital. We have, we have, we have to understand, if we can, the importance of it and, and sharing it with others, not being hateful toward others about it. Do it in love. Always do it in love and let God do the work. He will not only work in us, but he will work in them as well. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's all stand together. If anybody needs prayer today, the altars are open. We will be glad to pray.